Welcome to Ethics and Etiquette, a thought-provoking discussion about everyday dilemmas. Our goal here is to offer you insights and perspectives on sticky situations to help you examine your choices and exercise your own ethical muscles. You heard it correctly. We don't give you the one right answer. We talk about issues, sometimes we disagree on solutions, and then you decide on your own approach. I'm your host, Marna Ashburn, here with wife, mother, and attorney, Kelly Halligan-Zimmerman. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Marna. Hi, Mike. Hello, everybody. And Mike Derrick, a retired Army officer, combat vet, and father of four. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, everybody. Today, apropos of nothing, we're talking about things you should never say. In a general sense, that is. There are context-specific things you should never say, for example, to children, or on the first date, or to people in pain. These are general things. And who's to say there are only the ones we're talking about? Maybe you have more to add to this list. Let us hear them. Email us at inbox at ethicsandetiquette.com. All right, I'm going to start with my list of things you should never say. First one is, are you pregnant to a woman? Obviously. This can be bad, really bad, if the woman in question is not pregnant. Then the only reason they look that way is they must be heavy. And they may just say to you, no, I just have a fat gut. My guideline is don't say anything until it's totally and completely clear that she's expecting, like she's due any day. Better yet, let her divulge the information in her own time. I'm only saying this because I've made this mistake years ago, said that to a neighbor and she wasn't expecting, and it was a really embarrassing moment, so I learned my lesson. Yeah, oof, oof, I can just, I can feel how dangerous that one is, having done it myself. You have? I have, yeah. Did it in the Army once, wife of a colleague, and I hadn't, didn't know her, hadn't seen her much or at all, and I just, I thought I was being nice. I was much, much younger, of course, and uh, whoops. The old, when are you due? Right. Yeah, yeah, and then that felt like a lead balloon. (laughs) Yeah, depending on what they're wearing or whether they've gained a few extra pounds, it can look that way. Better just not to say anything. Yep. Number two, you look tired. Are you tired today? You look tired. This happens to me on the days I don't bother to put any makeup on. I hear it all the time. Are you tired, Marna? You You look really tired today. Well, thank you very much. It's a euphemism for you look like shit today. Thank you very much. Just don't say that. Well, it also depends. I think all of these things that we're going to go over today, it depends on, on your relationship with the person. Yeah, uh, and, I mean, and the context. Because that right, could be a right. caring, that actually could be a caring statement, mm-hmm. you know, depending upon the tone and, and how it's presented to you. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a generous take on it. <laughs> but Marna, I mean, there's some scar tissue here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not bitter. Yeah, everybody has what they, you know, what they don't like and what they do like. Like if somebody said that to me, it wouldn't bother me. It would make me think that they were just concerned. But I know that for other people, that would be a sore point. So maybe that's one of the reasons it should be on the list so that you don't offend anybody. How about only to people you're very close with? You might say that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Number three, you didn't have to do that. When I give a gift to someone and, you know, maybe not for any occasion at all, maybe it's just something that reminded me of them, they'll often say, oh, you didn't have to do that. It kind of makes me feel bad when they say that. I know I didn't have to do it. I did it. What's wrong with it? What's wrong with just saying, well, that's very thoughtful of you. Thank you very much. How kind. 
that's another one that I think is fine. I think they're just trying to thank you and, and say, golly, you know, you like you went out of your way and knocked yourself out. And gosh, you didn't need to go to all that trouble. I think that's what they're trying to say. Can be very awkward and off-putting for the person who went to the trouble of giving a gift or or doing whatever it was that you did, and it just it shows a certain insensitivity on that receiving party. So it's just good to avoid that response altogether. Just say how very thoughtful of you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you added it to the list because I would never in a million years think there was anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. That's what keeps this podcast interesting. Kelly, <laughs> yeah, you know? we got to disagree. How about this one, Kelly? Have you gained weight? You look like you've gained weight. Ooh, shades of pregnancy. So I have a funny story in that regard, Marna and Mike. My husband tells this story that I think he's scarred by, um, where I think he's a young adult, late teens, early 20s. He and his family go out to dinner at a local restaurant in Ohio where he lived, and they see a couple that they know, you know, from from high school. They used to go to the same games. And so they they walk over to the table to say hello. And uh, my mother-in-law says, oh, oh, my gosh, Sally, is that you? I didn't recognize you. You've gotten so heavy. (laughs) Uh, No filter. No filter. None. And I think, you know, Mark tells the story where he's just like, oh, my God, you know, like he just wants to you know, get down on his hands and knees and crawl out of the restaurant. And it was just horrible. So, yeah, I mean, you have people that just aren't thinking. Boy, that's pretty insensitive. Don't even mention it. It's not very kind. Number five, is that your real hair? I heard an older man ask an older woman this at a party once. She had very pretty, curly, blonde hair. And he said, is that your real hair? And I can tell you, she did not appreciate that question one bit. And I just cringed. I was standing right next to them. In this day, with wigs and hair pieces and extensions and and even hair plugs, I've seen some of my male friends getting hair plugs. And I can tell, but I never say anything. Oh, and hair dye, you know, just, just don't say anything. It's not polite. Yeah, we're at that stage of life, you know, those, mm-hmm. those things, I mean, should be sort of off the table. Mike, you so, have a really lush, full head of hair. Is that your real hair? I've always wondered. Um, you know, Marna, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, it is, but it's not quite the color it used to be. So um, <laughs> as certain members of my family seem to be very uh, pleased and, uh, you know, they, they remind me of it all the time. Point that so, out? Well, that's not very kind. So my offspring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number six. Be thankful it's not worse. Now, I heard this a lot after I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer a couple of years ago. When you hear that you have a malignancy, it doesn't help when somebody says, be thankful it's not worse. It's not what I wanted to hear when I was scared and blindsided with the C word, cancer and facing surgery. What do you want to hear? You're going to get through this. I'm going to be right there with you. What can I do? Can I drive you to your doctor's appointments? I'm going to be with you the whole time. That's what you want to hear. You don't want Mm -hmm. to hear some trite phrase like, well, just be thankful it's not worse. And now that I'm through it, I can tell you, I know that in the pantheon of cancers, thyroid cancer is just kind of a nuisance cancer. You have the surgery and then most people are fine. But it's not what you want to hear when you've just been diagnosed with a malignancy. I can tell you that. Right. That sort of also applies like, you know, the different stages of cancer. And, you know, some people are fortunate enough to catch it at the very beginning, stage one. And, um, 
you know, some people then feel inspired. Oh, you must be so happy. You know, you caught it in stage one. Well, no, that's not the emotion that's running through my uh, happy. <laughs> mind right now. Yeah, oh. and it goes for any medical diagnosis, not just mm-hmm. cancer. Right. Just, you know, right. be thankful it's not worse. No, you want sympathy and you want concern. Yeah, it just comes back to this theme that we're developing today, which is putting yourself in the other person's shoes and trying to say something that's supportive and helpful instead of nosy, abrasive, insensitive, arrogant, whatever the case might be. Or just putting your foot in your mouth. <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> which yeah. we've I mean, all done. Just, I mean, that's uh, a yeah. human thing. You know, yeah. we learn. You learn and you move forward. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, these ones are egregious. I think sometimes it happens almost innocently. You kind of go down a path and all of a sudden you've kind of said something and you're like, oh. And you just never know what people may find offensive. And that's why, depending upon your social setting, you want to be careful. Yes, err on the side of not saying stuff. Yeah, you know, on the other hand, just as a, a kind of a counterpoint here, guys, there is a certain value to having friends, family, whatever, who will say it as it is and really just kind of sensitize you to what the rest of the world may be thinking. And, uh, you know, sometimes I sit back, if we're fortunate enough to have all our kids hanging out for a couple of days, and I sit back and I listen to the four of them carry on. And uh, they even involve Kathy and me every now and then. But, you know, they're very open with one another. And um, I think you know, somehow that, that culture, that dynamic happened in our family. I'm not sure how we did it or if it was even, you know, just maybe it's the nature of my kids. But they care for one another. They take care of one another. But they also, they're unvarnished in their approach to one another, which, you know, there's a certain value in having that in life. Anyhow. Yeah, you got to have that. I right. Mean, yeah. and, and I think we've talked about that on the podcast before. I know, like, with my sisters, they're honest. So, The good part about that is if I'm worried about something, you know, they tell me it's okay or, you know, they reassure me. I don't worry then. I'm like, okay, because they'll be the first ones to say, you know, you're crazy. You can't do that. Or that looks terrible. Or, you know, they'll just be honest with me. And it's painful sometimes, but it's also, (laughs) it's really good. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of what you're describing and I think that's especially special with siblings, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you're describing, mm-hmm. Mike. Yeah. yeah, your inner circle. Right. You know, we had the podcast a couple of weeks ago on um, unsolicited advice. Right. And um, sometimes these things kind of fall into that category. If you have that trusted circle, be it family, close friend, whatever, close friends perhaps, if you're really fortunate, you can get a sense of where you kind of stand in relation to the rest of the world from them. Good point. Yeah, yeah. you just have to not overstep your bounds mm-hmm. and recognize mm-hmm. When you're in that special group and when you're not. (laughs) Yeah, very true. (laughs) That's the crux of the matter right there. Very true. And there are some people who will never be in that special group. (laughs) And think they are. (laughs) (laughs) And think they are, yeah. (laughs) Mike, do you have some things that you should never say? Oh, I do, you know. So I'll just throw some out there and you guys can see what you think. So, you know, we're at that age in life where every now and then you come across somebody like you haven't seen in a couple years and they look very different. And I would just say that, you know, one thing you should never inquire about is like, have you had work done? You know, i.e. plastic surgery. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) That's that's, pretty personal. Keep that to yourself, unless you're in that very, very trusted small group that we talked about earlier. How about you look great? You look great. You look rested. Yeah, spin it around. You know, one thing I like to say to people is that, you know, you look really fit. 
you know, that word fit, it's very safe. It's very complimentary. It can mean a bunch of different things like, oh, you've lost weight. Oh, you've, you look, you look more healthy, you know, whatever. It's kind of, it's, it's a good one. So you look really fit and it says something to the good other person there. that's positive. Yeah. So one that I think you need to be really cautious with, it's kind of one of the big things that we dance carefully around is, hey, are you and your husband doing okay? Or are you and your wife doing okay? Unless you're in that trusted circle, that one's kind of off limits. Could apply to boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. So Yeah, super off limits. And even if you thought something was the matter and you're very close, probably the way to approach it would be it. You know, how are you? How are things? You know, yeah, like maybe yeah. just ask a few mm-hmm. general probing questions that would open the door if they're interested in sharing. Kathy called me over to her computer yesterday and she'd written a note to a friend who's, you know, her friend's having some, some troubles and it's apparent. This is a very close friend of Kathy's. Kathy asked me to read the email and uh, she just very gently inquired saying, hey, so great to see you. And, you know, if there's anything I can help with, just sort of reiterate the basis of their friendship because something had happened and something is going on. And so I, I read the email and it just was really thoughtfully done. And all it said was, hey, I'm your friend. If you need me, reach out. A lot of things were inferred in it, but it was, I thought, well done. And so people, I think, need to think in those terms. Aim for the positive side of things. There's a, a ragged edge between concern and caring and just being nosy. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it sounds like, unsurprisingly, Kathy handled it beautifully. And it's so nice to reach out like that because I think sometimes when people are struggling, others get uncomfortable and they sort of turn away. And that's the worst thing. Right. You know, for that person who Mm -hmm. really needs support and caring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you open the door, they'll walk through if they want to. That's right. Oh, that's all you got to do. Sometimes you don't even have to open the door. You got to show them where the door is. So (laughs) yeah, or just or just kind of stay in touch. Mm -hmm. Reach out every now and then. Mm -hmm. I mean, just don't give up. Ask for that cup of coffee. You know, every couple of weeks. Or that's right. That's where these infernal devices can help us. You know, you just set a weekly reminder, like, hey, reach out to fill in the blank. Infernal device being a cell phone, Mike. <laughs> Any yeah. one of them, Marna. There's a whole, they <laughs> proliferated. There's a whole family of infernal devices now. <laughs> okay, so here's another one. Speaking of insensitivity, and it's not really your business sort of stuff. How much did that cost? Right. What'd you pay for that house? Oh, yeah, I saw you sold your house. What'd you get for it? Unless you have a need to know, as we used to say in the Army. Yeah, I probably don't want to go there, you know. It's just not the the thing you want to be chatting about with anyone other than someone who's really, really close. So, Well, I agree with you, Mike. I was kind of taken aback when one of my neighbors, who I don't know very well, asked me how much did I pay for my house. But friends of mine said, well, Marna, it's a matter of public record. It's in the paper. So why are you being so touchy about it? Mm-hmm. I think we brought this up before. We did. Or you yeah. have, yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, if it's public domain and if, if it's something you can Google, maybe that changes it a little bit. Again, I think old school rules, I don't think it's really in the, in the realm of good taste and, and sensitivity to be prying into people's financial lives. Yeah, I so. think Miss Manners would agree with that, Mike. Are you it, calling it, me Miss Manners? <laughs> Mr. Manners. Said? Mr. Manners would agree with you. <laughs> it's totally available you know, with a click on your computer. So if you need to know, just look it up. Yeah. All right. Um, So I'm going to step into the the reality of life here in America. Here's one that 
is recently a little sensitive, sometimes difficult, but sometimes appropriate. And that is, are you vaxxed? Are you boosted? You know, an example we have is uh, a friend of ours had a very, I had a life-threatening disease last year. And there came a certain time when he had recovered and they were, they were kind of inviting some folks over and very small groups. You know, it was the first time that we'd been asked to test before we went to visit somebody. And I said, oh yeah, that's no problem. But I know there's people who really take offense at those. And, you know, I think, I guess, and I'll be really interested to hear what you guys have to say, but if you're on my turf, if you want to come to my house, I guess I can ask. But if I'm out on somebody else's ground or visiting someone else, I think it may be inappropriate. So... There's a lot of that flying around now. For you to ask them if they're vaxxed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I don't see a problem with it. You know, most everywhere you go, it's an issue and you have to be able to address it. A week ago, Bobby and I flew out to Los Angeles. He wanted to look at some colleges. He's going to be a senior next year. Everywhere we went, we had to present our cards Mm -hmm. for all the college tours. We had to complete a questionnaire online within 24 hours of the Mm -hmm. tour. And then we had to present our card, Mm -hmm. our vaccination card without fail and we went on like six different tours and we went out to dinner a couple of times in Los Angeles and we had to present proof of vaccination. I think it's very common Mm -hmm. um, and I I, I don't see anything wrong with it. And certainly if you're inviting people over to your house, you can set the boundaries. And if somebody doesn't like it, that's fine. They don't need to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can set the boundaries. I was going to visit a friend a couple of months ago, and he said, by the way, I'm not vaccinated. My wife is, but I'm not. Just by way of, you know, giving me an opportunity to say, well, if you're not vaccinated, I'm not coming. I came anyway. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He let me know ahead of time. But Mm -hmm. the thing about this that comes to mind is we used to have medical privacy in this country. What happened to that? Yeah, I think it kind of fell victim to a uh, global pandemic. Yeah, it's a global health crisis. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it becomes a different issue. And it's and it's no different than, you know, when you go to school and you have to present proof of certain vaccinations in order to, you know, attend public school. You know, you're required to. So I think it's along those lines. All right. So I'm going to wrap this up real quick here. Who did you vote for? Um, <laughs> You know, again, current that, topic. Th- that's a good way to lose a yeah. friend. Yeah. yeah. See, and yeah. what you say yeah. is, I never divulge who I voted for. And then the the last one I will throw out there is, you know, someone's of a certain faith. And, you know, you say you may have reason to think that they're not, you know, as devout or as whatever as before. And you go, hey, are you are you still practicing i still i think that's sort of a little a little bit uh out of bounds you know yeah it's very personal right Mm -hmm. do you go to church every sunday or do you go to mass every sunday or do you go to confession regularly i'm saying these things since i'm catholic like (laughs) like i feel like going really (laughs) you're really asking how about when's the last time you've gone to confession kelly (laughs) whoops oh Yeah. yeah How about the three things you should never talk about with friends, religion, politics, and abortion? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty sweeping, but it's good advice. Kelly, do you have some things you suggest you should never say? You guys covered a lot of them. Yeah, we kind of stole your thunder, I think. Yeah, that's okay. So I think one kind of young couples is, you know, when are you guys going to start a family? (laughs) (laughs) When are you going to have kids? I mean, I think (laughs) that's just a tough one. And I can, you know, I think we all remember kind of maybe having to deal with that ourselves. Um, 
It's just so rude. And then nowadays, a lot of young people we know seem to have fertility issues. So you're you're really hurting them in two different ways. You know, it's just inappropriate to ask about starting a family and annoying. But then if they're trying, it even makes them feel worse because they're, you know, they're struggling in that regard. Yeah. So. Or perhaps they've lost some children. And um, the first cousin to this is, hey, do you want more children? You have one child and people will ask, hey, you want more? How many kids do you want? Yeah. Because it used to be that having one child was a little unusual and Mm -hmm. everybody figured, you know, oh, you you don't want to have just one. And then the other thing is, I think a lot of people figure, oh, everybody wants to have kids. But that's just not the case. (laughs) I mean, some Mm -hmm. people, you know, want to get married and have a life together, but they don't want to have children. If they want to talk about it, let them. But you you shouldn't really ask them. So, yeah, and I have a few others that I'd mention, you know, anything where you're gossiping or you're talking about others. Um, That's a hard one because I think we all kind of end up in that position, but I'd say, you know, really try to try to stay away from that because it's unkind. And, you know, that gets kind of almost to the overarching uh, point of this discussion, which is, you know, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Be kind. That's one. Don't gossip. Got two more, I guess, that we didn't already cover. Anything about someone's family. Because I know when you have good friends, they may complain about their family, their siblings, their husband. They may say really negative things, but for goodness sakes, don't you do it because they will turn on you. Like that's something where like, look, I can say something bad about my family, but you better not. You can say anything and everything bad about your own family, but. Right. But, you know, if someone else does so, that is not going to fly. The wagons are circling. (laughs) Yeah. So that's one. And then my last one in some ways, again, everything's related to, I think, being kind, respecting others, but anything condescending. I think people can make statements and they just come across as snarky. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like on its face, it seems okay, but you can tell that they're being, you know, sort of condescending, you know, about your job, about your home or neighborhood, about the school or college that you or your kid goes to. Um, Don't do that. You know, respect others. Can you give us an example, Kelly? Yeah, I mean, like, oh, your your daughter goes to a state university, public university. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, that, that oh, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't she get like, into okay. a nicer one? A yeah, top like, tier? oh, you know, like they're not at an Ivy or they're you know, you know, not at a public. You know, like you can just there's just those kinds of statements where. Um, Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. You know, I can, getting into faith, I can remember, Marna, when we played volleyball at at Liberty University. Uh, This was a million years ago, but in the locker room, getting ready to play. It was called Liberty Baptist at the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) And getting ready to play, and, um, you know, at that point in time, you know, you shared a locker room with the home team, and, you know, they were like, you know, one set of lockers over and, you know, girl came by and said hello to me and, you know, asked me about my faith, which I was ready for because we knew that that was kind of, um, you know, and I said I was Catholic and she was like, there was a long pause. Oh, oh okay. Well, that's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, and then she started her spiel. But I mean, I just was like, clearly it was not okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you remember stuff like that didn't bother me at all. Because, because who was delivering it. But, yeah. you know, you just don't want to do that stuff. 
It's part so. of their charter. I remember they always stuck cards in our bags and lockers and things like that. Did they too. really? Yeah. Are you saved? Well, they were, yeah, they Holy were always smokes. trying to, you know, kind of trying to. Yeah, part that. of their mission, part of their yeah. charter. Speaking of things you shouldn't ask, that's one that's one of my pet peeves is people who come up to me and ask me if I'm saved. You know, a street corner preacher or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. Yeah. And they have a way on, of putting it like, you know, have yeah. you recognized, you know. <laughs> Jesus as our Lord and Savior or something, and you're kind of like, wow, that's a very personal yeah, you question. Just, you just don't want to go to the trouble. <laughs> you just don't want to go to the trouble of explaining them to the nuances yeah. that can you, uh, you Can you leave see. me alone, please? <laughs> yeah. yeah, what do you say to them, Mike? I'm curious. I tend to ignore them unless it's something I can't get out of. <laughs> so mostly it's like on the street. I have a neighbor who is of a certain faith that proselytizes a lot and um oh when i moved back here five or six years ago she you know she just at some point asked me straight up do you know about you know, whatever whatever the question was i don't want to get into too many particulars here but and i just found it a little too personal and a little um forward but i always do i said no you know i'm i'm pretty pretty good with my faith you know and just left it at that didn't get specific on what it was how i think how I believe, that sort of thing. So, I'm on the fast lane to heaven. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry about me. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> that's I a good way this. to put it. Yeah. I'm pretty Have good with my faith. Have you ever met a saint in the flesh? <laughs> You're no. looking at him. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's right here in front of you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's an abundance of confidence, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, those are, those are my, uh, you know, ones that go beyond what you guys covered. But I just think... Kindness and respect, if you, if you keep that in mind, in a way, you can't go wrong. Kindness and yeah. respect and sympathy yeah. and concern. Yeah, and, and maybe sometimes trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Okay, wait, before I say anything, let me think about how I would feel if I had such and such or if I, you know, whatever. Because you really don't know until you're going through what they're going through. And to backdrop all of these things we've talked about today, there are ways of letting people know without being uh, prying or insensitive or rude, letting them know that you really care. And kind of opening that door, or at least showing them the door that says, hey, if you need help, if you want to talk about something, you know, I'm here for you. Because I would say most people who ask these questions, most people, not all people, but they're driven by what they feel to be a, an appropriate level of concern and care. Yeah, they're well-meaning. Mm -hmm. um, they just faltered, and we all do. Yeah. We're just, I mean, we've all sometimes just made a mistake and mm -hmm. inadvertently... Oh, sure. Said something we shouldn't have. Yeah, mm -hmm. we all have clay feet at times. Yeah. We should get <laughs> stuck like in our mouth. Yeah. Whoops. Foot in the mouth. Well, hopefully this will help people av avoid those and, you know, step around them and learn from our mistakes. Maybe we can all be more kind to each other yeah. going the world forward. We could use that, right? More, <laughs> more kindness. Absolutely. Respect, love, yep. admiration. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you have any that you'd like to share with us, drop us an email, inbox at ethicsandetiquette.com. Keep the conversation going. That's going to be it for us. If you want to support what we're doing, subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you took time to leave a positive review while you're there. And thank you to all of you who keep sharing Ethics and Etiquette with your friends and family. For Kelly Halligan-Zimmerman and Mike Derrick, I'm Marna Ashburn, and this is Ethics and Etiquette a thought-provoking dialogue about everyday dilemmas. Please join us again 
New episodes are posted the first and third Wednesdays of every month, for the most part. See you then.